Welcome to SGTM Talks. We hope you find this encouraging and inspiring. I'm going to continue our series from um, 1 John. This is chapter 4. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does, does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. You, dear children, are from God, and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world, and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. And this is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love amongst us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. And this is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us his Spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Saviour of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment and the one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. If we say we love God yet hate a brother or sister, we are liars. For if we do not love a fellow believer whom we have seen, we cannot love God whom we have not seen. And he has given us this command. Those who love God must also love one another. It's a passage that's so rich you scarcely know where to begin, but I shall begin at the beginning. Don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see if they're from God. Test the spirits. Test the spirits. In the modern world, we tend to have a view of the word spirit 
um, but somewhere poised between some slightly demonic creature that might be sort of hanging around outside, floating above the pavement or hiding under somebody's wardrobe. And something that's purely internal, the spirit that's in me, um, the, like, like, like a word for soul or something. Well, very occasionally, the New Testament does speak about spirits kind of floating around out there. But almost always, the New Testament speaks about spirits inside people, inside rulers, inside systems, inside politics, inside organizations. Spirits are looking for a body to be in. Spirits can be thought of as the thing that animates a system. Can animate a body, a person, can animate a social body, a church, can animate a, a, a group, can animate a corporation, can animate a country, can animate something really huge. Principles, patterns, powers. Have you ever had that experience of walking into a room and feeling that when I'm in this space with these people, I'm starting to act a bit differently? Sometimes good, I get nicer. People are nice here, I relax. Sometimes not so good. Or have you ever had that experience of walking, being in part of an organization and doing your best to do the right thing? And yet it just so happens that in the way that all the parts intersect, your best efforts go nowhere and nothing really good happens, the institution defends itself. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about testing the spirits. And in John's, um, uh, the le John's letter, um, testing the spirits is really asking people in, uh, in this particular church to test what kind of spirits are happening in their church and in themselves. And there are three tests. Does the good spirit speak of Jesus Christ in the flesh? Does it lead you to love like Jesus? Does it make you afraid? Does it speak of Jesus in the flesh? Does it lead you to love? Does it make you afraid? Does it speak of Jesus in the flesh matters because it's our flesh that is going to be redeemed. The DNA the history, your material, substance, but also poverty, power. If you believe Jesus only came as a spirit or came to teach us or came as a set of good ideas, then it's not your, your bodily existence that is going to be saved. But Jesus coming in the flesh is so important for John because it means that salvation is going to start with you as you are and in your practical, material, power-filled life as well as in your hopes and your dreams and your loving. Next test, does it make you alive? Does the spirit you're feeling here make you do something that lives? Now that's not the same always as does it make you feel prudent or safe or careful? Sometimes the right thing is to spend 250 pounds on a holiday, not 25 pounds. Sometimes the right thing is to go on holiday rather than do the dutiful thing at work. But it's the thing that makes you come alive, the thing that makes you feel um, more open and aware to the world. Does it make you feel alive? Does it make you love? Not that 
the kind, not the kind of feeling in a general loving kind of way, but the kind of love that's very specifically Jesus kind of love, the one that goes to, goes out first, the one that seeks the other's good, not waiting for the other one to become nice before you will talk to them, the one that is looking, looking out for others, the one that is always trusting and hoping, even while resisting the worst instincts of others. Third criterion, does it come from fear? Does it make you more afraid? Now, I should not be talking to you today because I had an almost sleepless night um, because I was afraid. Some, I've got some very difficult things happening at work and every, when this happens, about once every four months, I get a completely sleepless night. So you can take what I say now as a hypocrite or you can take it as someone who is an expert in the ways of fear. Um, what I've learned about fear is that when you are in the, a state of fearful spirit, you yourself feel that you can't cope. You feel empty. But in order to protect yourself about that, you attribute danger to other people. When you're in the fearful state, it feels like other people just are dangerous, and you cannot see that you're projecting. Everything you imagine about the future involves a dangerous thing from somebody else. Somebody is going to be very angry with you. Somebody is going to hate what you just did. Somebody is going to reject you, and you internalize that. When you're in a spirit of fear, there's a lot of self-distrust. You don't feel Christ within at all. What you feel is um, empty and clueless, and that you're completely flooded by the amount of threat that's coming around you. Your life becomes a series of mini-tests, which you just about scrape through, and then you're lurching towards the next test and the next test. You never stop, you never get a rest, you, never, you can never enjoy life because it's just about surviving and getting through the next test because you're in that series of threats. And above all, you, off, you project onto others. There's a constant self-accusation and then you see other people as your fellow accusers. But those who love are not afraid, says John, because that inner self has Christ there. It comes from the safety that God wants to stay with you, to remain with you, to reside with you, a word that uh, John in this letter uses again and again and again. That is why Jesus came, because he wants to stay with you, to remain with you, to reside with you, to stay in your house. So as we come to prayer, I'd like to guide us through a little bit of discernment of the spirit of a situation. It may be a meeting you've had this week. It may be a room you know you're going to have to walk into a little bit later today. It may be a situation you're involved in at work or a situation um, within the family. We're going to think with God through three things. How is it making us feel? What's good about it? Where is it bad? And we're going to ask God to help us to love rather than to be fearful. So if you close your eyes, let's begin. Lord Jesus, we ask for your spirit to come and help us discern the spirit in this particular situation. 
We thank you for the good in it or the potential it has. We thank you that every person in the room is made in your image. We thank you for the good it might do. And now, Lord, we bring to you how we feel about that situation, how it feels in our body. the impulses that we sense. Particularly, we bring to you any fear, anger, revulsion. Boredom. Show us through your spirit, Lord. Where does that spirit come from? And now, Lord, show us how we might love, not fear. How might we love the person? How might we resist the bad spirit? How might we reach out first? Pray that we will bring the spirit of Jesus into that situation.
that the Spirit of Jesus will inhabit our body and our desires, our longings, and our deepest sense of security. And we pray together the collect for this today. Almighty God, who through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, have overcome death and opened to us the gate of everlasting life, grant that as by your grace going before us, you put into our minds good desires, so by your continual help, we may bring them to good effect. Through Jesus Christ, our risen Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for listening to SGTM Talks. We hope you found this insightful and inspiring and can tune in again soon. In the meantime, try out our website, sgtm.org. Thank you.